Welcome to Mystics and Broomsticks Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. All right, what does being stuck, when you're in life and you feel stuck, what does this mean on a spiritual level? What do you think? Ooh, uh... So to me, being stuck is hanging on to a past story or programming and refusing to let it go. Most times when people are stuck, they see the fault in everyone around them, but won't do any of the the, the work that's going to make them uncomfortable. Because to get unstuck, you have to do something different. And, and for a lot of us, I guess I have a lot to say on this. Um, ego drives being stuck, right? So everything that ego knows is things that have already happened. So of course you're stuck. Nothing's changing because you're not opening up to either being guided by someone who is where you are and not hating them or resenting them for being there, Mm -hmm. but actually listening. How did this person get there? What are they doing differently? It's surely not a playlist that they're playing at their classes or whatever. Like they are, it goes above and beyond what we actually think it, 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 it took them to get there. So being genuinely curious as to what's working for other people and then how do I implement it into my own life? Uh, I'm dealing, like I have a client right now that is cycling through a lot of these repetitive programs and she's so open and uh, honest about it, but she's allowing people from the outside to share with her how they see that she's repeating the programs. And she said, it is so frigging painful, but necessary. And Mm -hmm. so that's the thing is I think we try to avoid the pain of what it would take to be unstuck. So uh, I hate this podcast because I (laughs) have to be vulnerable when I would really prefer not to. And this is like a public platform, but okay. So I feel stuck right now. Like I feel, uh, uh, very immobilized by overwhelm. And I think some of that is like legitimate in that I am raising two toddlers and um, my husband uh, got laid off in October and he's taken on a new job that does not have any amount of... Um, it's very like he's on call essentially. So he could be gone. He could be here. And so it makes it really hard, especially. So also we had childcare change up. So I actually have no time without my kids anymore. I always have at least one kid with me at all times. I've got my husband doing this job where sometimes he's around, but maybe he'll be called out even when he is around. And so I feel very, um, I want to, I want to work. I want to, you know, bring in an income. I want to um, develop my business. I want to be able to move forward in in a business way. And I feel stuck. I feel yeah. really stuck on how to do that because I feel really um, like the gaps of time, like, well, and the reality too is like sometimes, so I have maybe a gap of time. I could work in the evenings after my kids go to bed. Now, bedtime is a whole other story because sometimes my bedtimes with my kids take over two hours. Um, and so there is definitely a feeling of collapse at the end of the day where I'm so tired and my energy is just non-existent. And and I might be done with my kids at 8.30 and then I need to go to bed at 9 or 9.30 because also my kids still wake up in the middle of the night. So I feel really stuck and I feel that I'm a person who's 
relatively accountable for uh, being in a state of self-awareness and being able to call myself out. And there are things I would call myself out for. And definitely one of them is um, I need to integrate more of like a physical uh, wellness. I need physical wellness back into my routine. But routine is the uh, word of the day because I have a really hard time creating a routine when everything feels really um, chaotic and I have to be in such a state of malleability, like where I have to be able to like mm-hmm. um, respond. Shift. Yeah, I have to be able to shift uh, to my husband's schedule. I have to be able to shift to my children's needs. I have to be able to, so I find it really hard to create structure and you know, I mm-hmm. love me some structure. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have surrendered structure. I think I have done a very good job of that considering (laughs) who I am as a person and the level of like structure I have surrendered is uh, actually quite amazing. I don't remember anything anymore though, because being in this non-structured state, I, it's, I've, uh, it's very confusing. I don't know how people live like this, to be honest. I'm like, what is going on? So for me to be able to build business in this state of uh, like a lack of structure, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't even know where to start. So I have a, a few questions for you um, coming back. Do you feel like you were where you wanted to be creatively creatively before the circumstances changed? Or because um, creation comes from a place of chaos, typically, is like without structure, uh, creation happens. Um, so I was just curious, like, how did you feel before the circumstances changed? Um, or were you stuck then and now you just kind of forgot? I wasn't stuck. I was, uh, in a different mindset around, um, so I had the mindset of, I was raising my kids yeah. and then it got to, okay, I, my kids are older, like not older, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> my kid, so yeah. <laughs> my kid turned like one slash one and a half in that window. And I was like, okay, I would like to start working again because, yeah. you know, you're like, we're, you're not an infant anymore because, you know, in that first year of infancy, that's where I dedicated all my energy. So there was no real, yeah. and and I, and I don't, uh, I will stand beside that, or that decision or stand behind that decision. I feel like that was the best decision for me to make was I was focused entirely on, um, my children for the, the very, very early years of their life. Yeah. And I still want to be very present for, cause they're still in early years of their life. So I want to still be around to, um, cater to their needs. Um, and so, yeah. So prior to the stuckness, it's really in that transition. So it was kind of when I started to think, okay, I, I would like to start doing business. And then my husband got laid off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, just, just kidding. Yeah. Is um so to me too, I always go to values because a lot of the times, like we just had a podcast about um the uh jealousy and envy and categorizing superior, inferior, that kind of thing. When you look at like so you're looking looking at someone, if they have a successful business, are they superior? Or if they're a badass mom who does it all, like how how do these, and please be as honest as you can, how do they fit in in your superior, inferior, um, like structure? 
How would that go? Oh, yeah. Like if you're a mom and you are running a successful business, like especially a mom of young kids, because if you're a mom with like, you know, 12 year olds, it is different, I think, than being. Yeah. yeah. So if you but if you are a you can um, still fill your schedule with them, though. You totally can. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm not taking that away at mm-hmm. all. I I just, I guess it's just even like, I even notice a huge difference um, just between, say, my three and a half year old and my one and a half year old. Like my three yeah. and a half year old, I can actually take, I can actually work when he's home. Um, I have to go into a different room because he will talk to me. If I'm in the same room as him, he will not he's stop so talking. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, and so I, if, but if I say, Hey buddy, I'm going to go downstairs. If you need me, just come and get me. I can probably Mm -hmm. get about an hour, maybe like two on a good day where he's just cool to like hang by himself and he's not going to die. And, um, (laughs) you know, he's, he just comes and gets me if he, if he needs help. Uh, whereas I can't do that with my one and a half year old. So there's just different demands on like different age groups. But yes, if you have two or more young children and you are operating a business, oh yeah, I'm jealous. I'm like, really? what? Like, how do you do that? How are you so? How are you, you organized you, in so all this chaos? <laughs> this is this is where we go to. Have you asked them? Um, let's just see. I like I actually can't <laughs> think. Well, I okay. So it the, may not exist. The one, yeah, right. The one person that I can think of, I would not, we don't have a relationship. And so reaching out to them does not feel good. Like, you know what I mean? It, yeah. Like, uh, I, I'd have to feel like I can reach out to that person. Yeah. Actually, there is one person though. Um, yeah. I should ask her how she's, how she's yeah. doing it. Cause there is one, she's not running a business, but I think she is working. And that's yeah. still like I don't know how single parents work. You know what I mean? Like any age well, of kids. How do single so parents happen? It can be like it can be easier and harder at the same time because there's a lotted like childcare with the other parent. Oh, yeah, right? I where guess you are free. You're, where you um, have time to Yeah, to you you do, in. but then you also don't have your kids. So it, it no, is yes, like a double edged yeah. sword. Um but the reason the reason I ask you is I think a lot of our our stuckness is us fighting what we actually are present for, what we need to be present for at the time. And um, I see so many women because we have this like cultural conditioning that we should be boss babes and and have everything, and um, also the desire to have security for our families, mm-hmm. which was never really placed on females, like you know when they were home with their kids and, and raising children. They yep. didn't actually have that also 50% or 25% financial load. So I think a lot of it is uh, is financially motivated for safety of our families. And um, yeah, I, I think there's so much coming through with women and work and kids and feeling stuck. Before you had kids, did you feel like you were like you you had a momentum rolling and everything was going? Yeah. Yeah. Before kids. Yeah. Yeah. Before kids, I like low key had my shit together. Don't get me wrong. There were some gaps. And I think also even with age and just I'm seeing (laughs) like, I almost wish I like 36 year old Tanya could go and be 26 year old Tanya's like manager. Oh, wouldn't that be so great? So there's definitely like, I didn't fully have my shit together in that I didn't have the experience of being the age that I am now and the know, like the knowledge and that, that I have now. And knowing how busy you are now. 
It's like, we need to get to work. Well, well, to to be honest, what I was specifically referring to is just um, like uh, industry logistic knowledge. Like, yeah. yeah, So, and that's just actually stuff I've been learning the last few months, but um, yeah, it's kind of weird how it's kind of coming up and I'm like, oh, you know what? That would have been smarter. Oh, I wish I would have done this. Like I, I just, uh, but I was also 26. I was just figuring things out and probably I'm only 36 with this knowledge because I was 26 without it. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely had a lot more energy to invest prior to my children. And if you were to become unstuck, what would your, like, you, so I, I think a lot of times we get stuck because we don't have clarity on what we want. But if you were to become unstuck, um, and this is like, I guess, career focused, not um, like damaging repetitive behaviors. But if you were to become unstuck, what would your life and schedule look like? I feel like like my perfect schedule. Yeah. Yeah. My perfect schedule would be that I would have two or three work days, like days where I can fully focus on my work, um, whether that's like developing or running programs and courses, um, having clients. So I'd have two to three days a week that would be fully dedicated to me investing in my work. And then the rest of the week would be fully dedicated to me investing in my children and my family and making experiences and, you know, fun learning Being like present. making really <laughs> ugly cookies and you know stuff. yeah and <laughs> stuff what like would that. your what would your work like what would your work consist of uh one-on-one clients for consulting and or tarot because those are there is some overlap there anyway so consulting on what cuz this I know you're doing this but that you haven't quite said it on the podcast yet what are you consulting oh, I haven't I don't think no. I've said it on the podcast oh um, have you I, I don't think so. Okay. I I have said it online. I've seen I, and I am it yeah, and I am <laughs> funny. I am working with a couple people. Um, but due to the schedule being such a mishmash, I hesitate to take on more because I don't like it's all I'm already struggling to to juggle this my schedule as it is. Mm-hmm. So if I take on more clients, um I will it, it'll implode is my how do you so how do you and the clients do you leave voice notes back and forth do you get together how does it look like um there's a lot of uh so there's calls so we have a one-on-one call we set up um there's a, it's kind of different person to person because i'm doing slightly different work for each person so some people are a little bit more admin oriented where i'm doing administration work for their business just to get um the back end of their business. So these are musicians that yeah. get the back end of their business organized. It's a, it's an industry flub. Like most musicians yeah. have their back end is a big mess. So I'm helping them because I know the back end uh, and I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with those people, that's just me kind of tinkering away and getting their back end all organized and caught up. Um, and then I have, uh, if they're more of a consulting client, so what I'm doing with consulting is I'm business consulting, essentially helping, um, and more specifically people in the like healing or psychic, uh, arenas, you know, yoga teachers. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Reiki practitioners, intuitives, psychics, uh, healers, that kind of thing. So people in that category or industry, and then also people in the music industry. Um, But essentially what we do is we have a call. And in that one hour call, 
we talk about what your goals are. Um, and if I've been working with you a little bit, then I know your goals. And then essentially I'm just going, okay, so here's what we've got done. Here's what we're working on moving forward. And usually those people, because they're uh, definitely all creative types that go into those categories, uh, they yeah. inherently lack organizational qualities. And so I kind of come in and just help create organizational structures so that they can help move their goals into reality. So uh, I would be doing more of that if I had a reliable windows of time. Okay, yeah. Um, and I love, I just love, I love doing the one-on-one consulting. I love doing readings. I like, I love talking to people one-on-one. I know that it's not, you know, when we want to create wealth, we're supposed to create these automated programs that kind of like run. But I just, I have so much joy in talking to people one-on-one and like working through problem solving with them. So right now, like I'm not saying that won't change, but right now Mm -hmm. that is something I would just like love to be doing more of. And readings are just so fun because they're so magical. Yeah, Um, And and two, if you just kind of listen to what you just said, we're supposed to be. And it's like, oh, I can see a million different ways you could do that to like expand the people and and the time. But we only know what we know. So I I always come to the prayer when I don't know. And I ask people, what like, how do you do this? How are you doing this? What's working for you? Um, Because I remember asking, remember when Jen had that big explosion? Uh, Like she was saying she made a bunch of money and I was just like, dude, how'd you do this? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like I, I asked her point blank. I and, should talk uh, to Jen. <laughs> yeah. Well, or anyone that you see doing what you want to do. Cause um, I think people are, you know, just behind the scenes. A lot of them are just like us, but mm-hmm. um, she had just released an automated program like you talked about. And I was yeah. like, what is it this? And she said, no, it wasn't that it was changing the way that she valued her one-to-ones and just shifting all of that. So that like, I don't a hundred percent know how it happened, but I think it was a big energetic shift and Mm -hmm. letting go of the idea that it had to be that done this way. So Mm -hmm. that's when we get stuck has to be done this way. And I don't have time to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, how I work with my, the gal that helps me in the back we never have a call. When we first started uh, working together, we were going to have a call once a day or something crazy like that. She has a she had a one year old at the time, and uh, then it actually morphed into me just leaving her voice notes, and yeah. she create because I do not organize myself, and so anything that I left her a voice note for, she made a list in the background, and then uh, once a week she sends me a list of all the things she's waiting for <laughs> for me. Uh, and then I like it's it's actually so perfect because she fits it in wherever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how can I do this but not be stuck in that schedule? And you actually are so talented and so amazing. I think you could create the container that works for you and um, not have to have it be what's hard for you. Um, Voice so notes that, are I just a to savior with back. young children. Just saying yeah, that as a side so note because it's like. <laughs> having a phone call when you have young and children is impossible. And, yeah. Oh yeah. But voice notes are just like, they're the hack. I know. I, I know you, you send them voice notes yes. when it's quiet and you can listen to them. Like at your own, you can re listen yeah. to them. If you, you know, someone interrupted you and you got to go deal with like some you sort of times two like them. emergency. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Yeah. Oh yes. Times two. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so voice notes are, are there too. Right. And even for your one-to-ones, like having a group where, 
where you do group readings. Like you could do an hour group reading and have 10 people come in on that and it'd be, you still get that connection. And sometimes what I notice in groups, because I, I move from being one-to-one to groups, I notice in groups is that they're all healing each other. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even have come up with the stuff <laughs> that they're yeah. all bringing forward to each other. It's actually so cool to just yeah. like let go of what it we think it needs to be. But um, also sometimes we just want to be successful to feel validated and it's not actually what our heart wants. So that's another place where people get stuck is they're craving that external validation, but what their heart really wants is to be where it is. But that external validation part of their ego is not allowing them to be present with what they really want to be and do at that time. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny because, um, and you, like, I, I know I resort to astrology a lot, but I think it's just because I found so much validation in it. And mm-hmm. um, one of my things in astrology is that, so I have Capricorn in my fifth house. And the the funny thing about that is essentially that for me, work is play. Like me working is fun. Yeah. Right. So it's like right. very on point. <laughs> So I think there's like another part of me that wants to be working because that's my play. Like that's my, that's Mm -hmm. fun for me. That's where Tanya is. That's where my creativity is. That's where my joy is. And um, I think that part of uh, my life and family state is that that's not necessarily where we're at right now in the family part of things. And um, I might need to even just sit down and have another conversation with my husband because definitely we have also been, because my husband got laid off and uh, when he was looking for other forms of employment, there was definitely the concern that he wouldn't be making as much money as he was before. And so of course I'm going like, okay, well, it doesn't make sense for him to get, he talked about getting two jobs. I'm like, you're not getting two jobs. That's silly. I can get a job, you know, and you get a job and we'll figure this out kind of thing. So there's definitely the financial pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny how like the, it's the family, like if I were to say, you know, let's just pretend all the bills were covered and everything was fine. I'd probably tell you, no, I probably need to focus on my family right now. That's what I, I don't want to though. I don't want to, I want to work because work's fun. Do your creation yes. as, as it comes. Yeah. So really... What no, it all comes. I just stability. don't have no time to do it. I yeah. am so ready. I have so many things to create that are just sitting in there bubbling in my body, yeah. just waiting for the time to invest into them. And yeah. maybe that's even the problem is maybe I got to like find ways to let off the creative steam as opposed to being able to pour the project in at once like I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, a big. I'll, I'll share this with you, Tanya. Is like a big part of my blocks earlier was that I had to have the ripe conditions to sit down right. and work because as a creative, you do kind of have to be in the zone. But that's mm-hmm. actually not true. I convinced myself that was true because yes. if there's stuff going on out there, and I come into my office and I just sit down and start working. Boom! It comes out. Mm-hmm. It's like we have all of these structures and rules around our creation, which is like in absolute contrast to creation. But that's where I got stuck was thinking that, oh, it needed to be this way or that way. Even Mm -hmm. with my older kids and my quiet home and stuff, even my dog barking was like, well, I can't record a knee drop because Rex might bark. 
get a microphone, Melanie, that cancels that out. Like I could just come up with so many excuses, Mm -hmm. but the underlying of that was that I was scared to bring it into light because what if it sucked? (laughs) That was like the, the big thing is like, it feels so powerful, so potent in my body. And then you have, you let something out leak out into the public and it's maybe not received that well. And then there's that, Oh, well, it has to be perfect this time. And, uh, so we, we could get caught up in a lot of that, like past experience again, and just breaking through what is true. And we get, we just talked about that too. What is true? Is it Mm -hmm. true that I have to have like complete quiet to go in and write, or could I put on noise canceling headphones? That kind of thing. Like I did recently make yeah. that purchase, and I got to tell Thank you, that's you. the best seventy five bucks yep. I ever spent. Yep. Wow! And, but except for that, uh, my poor kid was yelling, <laughs> "Mom, need you to wipe my bum." Oh, no, he's stuck. And, and he, yeah, he's stuck. And then I get there because I did eventually hear him, and and he's like, "Mom, I called and called you. Why didn't you come?" Did you put them in his ears so he could see? Uh, uh, Yeah, I did. Yeah. (laughs) He thought that was pretty cool, but (laughs) um, my bad. So yeah, I got to be careful how much I use those. But yeah, I think it's, um, I've joked that my kids have given me ADHD because they interrupt me so often that I have to get used to working like with all these interruptions all the time. Um, Mine did too, because I used to be like hyper type A. I'd get shit done. Now I'm like 75% is good. I, yeah, I, I do need to learn how to work in like 10 minute intervals. It's just, uh, it's very frustrating. I find to just be constantly like, you can't ever sit down and just do a thing. You have to do only I'll, parts I'll of often it. still be typing, getting up, walking away from my computer. I'll just be like <laughs> typing. I gotta go. I gotta go. But, um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, we, we have stories around how we create. And I think a lot of that is just trying to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Well, right. do you have anything well, else we should add to this um, one? Do I? I don't think so. I'm like, thank you, I guess, is what I want to say. Thanks for being vulnerable and, and sharing where you're at and letting us kind of like go into a little bit. Oh, you know, well, that's what that's part of what this podcast is for is just, uh, you know, laying myself on the line. I've, d- <laughs> I've done it many times where I'm like, I don't like this, but you know what? We need content this week. So let's go. <laughs> Yeah. And it always feels so scary, but then it's not. People are like, no, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, you know, how many downloads did I get? Not many. Not many people saw me in my. No, Tanya, we're getting so many downloads. Did you know we had our 100th episode? I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. And we have over 10,000 downloads. Like, that's That's, wild. That is actually pretty crazy because wasn't it just 5,000 last year? That means that we I might be wrong, but I feel like I looked and it was 10,000 downloads. Like, we are. That's. That's pretty cool. There's yeah, people out there. I, know, I feel like I'm lying, but um, we're not talking into a <laughs> void. No, they, yeah. And I get lots of people chatting with me. I actually had one person just text me, anger is an alchemist. And I was like, did I say that? Where did this come from? And she's like, your podcast. I love listening to you, Daniel. And I was like, okay, good. Yeah. Congratulations on 10,000 downloads. Congratulations so cool. on 100 episodes. Yep. There we are. Look at those milestones for us. Um, Thanks, everybody. Yes, thank you for anyone that listens to us. I did see a, I was like, I almost said to you, I would be like, is this us? Because it was a a, kind of like a a TikTok meme. And it was, 
four bros having a mediocre conversation and then deciding they should start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then the podcast obviously being like so boring. And I was like, I wonder if that was us. We're just we're just sitting around. We're like, we are so interesting. Like people would love to listen to our conversation. We should record it. The audacity you have to have to start a (laughs) podcast, honestly. I actually feel so embarrassed too because sometimes I'll be like talking to someone about a like a topic, and I'll be like, oh, you should listen to our podcast. Oh, it just came out of my mouth. Did I just say that? I just I just dropped our podcast as like a self gratuitous promotional moment there sorry sorry I know how douchey it sounded I apologize but I I literally do the same thing and then after I'm like ooh, yeah (laughs) did did we just did we just have a cringe moment there yes we did okay sorry sorry uh anyways it's I'm proud of us it's what it is uh if you would like to get a hold of us you can reach us at mystics and broomsticks on instagram or you can email us mystics and broomsticks at gmail.com you can Catch Melanie on Instagram at the Melanie Dawn, and I am Tanya at Tanya Ryan XO. Peace in, peace out.